Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, are we grateful for the gift of Jesus' Christmas? That a Savior was born unto us so that we could know the love of God, so we can experience a hope, an everlasting future with a perfect God. I'm so grateful for Jesus. Didn't just come out for a moment to help out a certain people, but came to heal all people. Left the, the glory of heaven to get involved in our daily grind, to deliver us, to save us, to secure us, to heal us, to redeem us. What a gift we've received. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise this morning. He's worthy of all praise, worthy of all honor. And the more you lift him up, the things you're facing begin to fall lower and lower as we exalt our King. Merry Christmas, Hillsong, Kansas City. Everyone watching online, we love you. Come on, let's greet everybody who's watching at home. It's good to see you. I know what you're thinking. You just decided what you're going to get me for Christmas is some socks. And uh, first of all, that's my mom's job. Second of all, I wanted to go Christmas classy today. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they look good in their Christmas gear or Chiefs jersey. And you can grab your seat. Let's thank the worship team. What a phenomenal job, as always. Jesus doesn't just help us for a moment. He heals us. He doesn't just show up in one season. He's the God who's with us in every season, every season of struggle, every situation. We have a faithful king and we have a promise. Although we might face problems, we can have a peace, a peace, as the Bible says, it surpasses all human knowledge. In other words, it makes no sense at all. I don't know about you, but in a year that makes no sense at all, we need some peace. Amen. Amen. Welcome to Christmas Sunday here at Hillsong, Kansas City. It's great to have you here. I got a simple message for you, and it is not your norm that you've come to expect that at Kansas, Hillsong, Kansas City. It's not going to be normal. Uh, any church pastored by me is not going to be normal. And uh, I, I do have a message, I think, that might disrupt what you normally think of Christmas, but it's all in all the right ways. And I think God's going to speak something powerfully to you. I want to talk about this Christmas Sunday, problems and peace problems and peace. Jesus was born into a world filled with problems, and he did not solve them all immediately, but he brought peace. We're going to have problems in our future, just like many of us had a problem year. Probably all of us have had major problems in 2020, and yet in the midst of problems, there's a promise of peace. You're always going to go through the problems, whether you find that peace, live in that peace, align yourself with that peace is a decision you have to make. And I hope today you're going to choose well, because there are going to be some problems in 2021 as well. But guess what? You don't have to go through them without peace. You can have the presence of Jesus in every season and season of struggle. We can have something that is strong. As the Bible says, it is firm and secure, this hope that we have. It is steadfast. It anchors us to God's goodness. There will always be problems, but yet there's always peace for us. Can we pray before we jump into the word? Lord, we thank you that in a world filled with problems, we have something from heaven that can inhabit our life and our hearts. Lord, ignite our heart for more of you. 
get our eyes off of the situations or the scenarios that are dramatic or the chaos of this world. And we're going to find your voice, your peace, and your plan. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. Truly the gift that keeps on giving. Would you give us hope and anchor us to your goodness and to your grace this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God, that the chiefs will prevail over the New Orleans Saints. It is a godless city, and we are God's city, KC, Kingdom City. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Problems and peace. I'm going to just be honest. I've got some problems with Christmas. Anyone have some problems with Christmas? First one is this, two words, eggnog. What is wrong with you people? You ask me what one eggnog, quick answer, no. Follow-up question from me, what is wrong with you? That is disgusting and should never be enjoyed. It will not be in heaven. It is part of the curse here and there. I got some problems with some of the Christmas songs that we sing. Have you actually ever taken a moment to like look at the lyrics and wondering like what in the world were they thinking or what in the heck does this mean? Uh, do you hear what I hear? Have you heard that song? Yeah, of course you have. You're an American. Do you hear what I hear? It is a sheep speaking to a shepherd boy. Number one, that's weird. Number two, it says this, a child, a child shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. Why don't we bring Jesus a blanket? Like he's rich, but he's cold. He needs more than monetary help right now. He needs a Snuggie. Frosty the Snowman. This is a weird one as well. I've got a problem with Frosty the Snowman. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend he is Parson Brown. Now, I looked it up. Parson Brown is like a slang term for a pastor. So this is a holy snowman. This is Parson Brown, the pastoral snowman. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man, but you can do the job when you're in town. Don't read into that. That's awkward. How about Mary, did you know? Now, Mary, did you know is in Christmas Spectacular tonight? And if I could delete it, I would, because the answer is yes, Mary knew. Gabriel told her the song could be over. It should just be over. How about this from Silent Night? It's incredible. One of my favorites is Silent Night. But round yon virgin mother. Now, you know whoever wrote that was single. Because you never call a woman, pregnant or not, round. You're going to be in trouble. But here's what we know. There is nothing peaceful or serene about that situation. Now, we read into it and we romanticize it. And it's like this beautiful story. And it is beautiful. It's the most beautiful story ever. But it was filled with chaos. It was filled with uncertainty. It was filled with problems. It had oppression. It had situations. It had struggles involved. And so it wasn't a silent night. Luke chapter 2, verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Even in that part right there, we see there's problems. Jesus showed up at a time that wasn't convenient. They were not home. They were on the road and they had no room for him. There was no one that opened up their home for Jesus. There was no family in the area. By the way, probably most of Joseph's family would have been on that same trip as well, which means they were probably ostracized 
from their family. The, the birth of Jesus produced more problems for Mary and Joseph, and yet it's the birth of peace. It means that Jesus can be born into problems and bring peace, even if he doesn't solve all the problems. Some problems in 2020 you couldn't solve. They're still here. We're still facing it. And yet we can have peace even in the midst of problems. Silent night. There was nothing silent about that night. There were animals everywhere. Uh, we had a, our third born, my beautiful wife right here, Liz. We had a third born about nine months ago, almost nine months. Uh, I'm telling you, there's nothing silent about that day. There was terror and screaming and there was, there was trauma and, and crying and that was just me. And, and we made it through. Jesus' birth was tumultuous, put in a shanty barn, placed in a feeding trough. They had a couple days journey on, on, a, on a donkey. Why? So they could pay taxes. I mean, this is nothing fun or exciting. It was a struggle season for them. And yet it was the most significant season because the Prince of Peace is showing up. Jesus shows up in the worst situations. It doesn't always solve all the situations, but he's present and he's present with a, a promise. One day when everything will be put in order. But right here now, you have peace in the midst of disorder. You can have peace and even delight in the midst of drama. That's what we celebrate at Christmas isn't that everything is serene and perfect and still and silent. No, that we have one that can silence storms but we're going to go through storms. We can have one that can heal, but we're still going to go through hurt. There's going to be problems, but there could still be peace, which is good news to us that Jesus is born in the midst of problems. It means that God loves to show up in messy and broken situations. How many of you had a messy and broken 2020? God wants to show up. He wants to be born or you to be born again in a season, even a season of struggle. Mary and Joseph didn't have the comfort of loved ones. The child that was born to them brought them more problems in that moment than it did peace, but it was all a part of the plan of God. I know there are situations this year way outside of your control, way beyond your pay grade. You had problems. You didn't start situations we've all faced with the pandemic and the, the, the politics and the pain going on in our world that you might have had nothing to do with personally. There were decisions made or circumstances outside of your control. But what's in your control is to choose peace, peace in the midst of all the problems. And nothing is an accident in this story. In fact, in all the word of God, everything that gets recorded in God's living uh, authoritative word is for us to show us the bigger picture. So if we can get away from the romanticized version for a moment, it shows us that God connects with us in chaos, that God can show up in the greatest way in the midst of the most difficult times and be born in the most lowest and humble places. So if you can go low in humility, you can find something greater than the problems. You can find a lasting peace. The situations we're facing are not lasting, but the peace that we can have that we learn and earn and, and find in this moment by aligning ourselves with him it will outlast the problems that we're facing. I love that it says when it's time for the baby to be born. God knows something about timing that we don't know. God knew you would maybe need this morning 
as a time of refreshment for your soul, remindment, maybe even correction for some things that have been out of alignment in your heart or in your mind. He knows when to do things right on time. Romans chapter five says that Jesus came right on time. Jesus died right on time. That God knew what he was doing right on time. It says this, you see at just the right time, Romans five, verse six, when we were still powerless. How many felt a little powerless over some situations this year? Christ died for the ungodly. Verse eight says, this is how God demonstrates. He doesn't talk love. He shows it. He doesn't just speak it from heaven. He shows up in person. He demonstrates his own love for us. And while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, we can have peace with God, but we will never have full peace on the earth. There will always be problems. There'll always be problems, but the more we can realign ourselves with the peace that comes from God by knowing that he's already made us right with him, this grace that we receive, this righteousness that is the gift of Jesus, the more peace we can have in the midst of the problems we are facing. There's a a mindset and a thought, even we sing it in Hark the Herald Angel, like our angels, because Hark isn't the name of the angel. Uh, We sing peace on earth, right? Mercy mild. God and sinner reconciled. It's a beautiful poetic verse, but peace on earth is is actually not a reality right now for the world. Do we understand that like we can have peace on earth, but in earth until Jesus returns and puts everything back in order. How many of the Christmas story is still going on? It didn't end in the manger. It didn't end on the cross. It didn't end in the empty tomb or the ascension or the falling of the Holy Spirit. No, it's still going This great big narrative story of God's great big love for you is still ongoing. And one day when he's going to make everything right. But in the meantime, we're going to have problems. But in the midst of problems, you can have peace. You can have peace. We sing. We sing peace on earth. Do you know 400 times, actually over 400 times, the word peace is used in in your Bible. But peace on earth is only used is only used once only shows up once. And it's not the most encouraging scripture. It's not the most romantic Christmas verse. Jesus says peace on earth. This is what he says. Do you think, in other words, is your mind thinking I'm going to make everything perfect? Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but, but, but Jesus, I'm actually going to divide. There's actually going to be separation. There's, there's a dividing, dividing line in history is based upon if you put me as a priority. If I'm first in your life, I'm not going to solve every problem the moment you give your heart to me. No, I'm going to be present in your problems in this relationship you have with me. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I came to bring division. You might write peace on earth on your Christmas card. No one's putting that down there. Merry Christmas. Jesus came to divide us. That's just jolly and filled with Christmas cheer, but it's true because I don't know if you've seen the world that we live in right now, but there's not peace on earth. The last 3,400 years of human history, there's only been 268 years where there hasn't been a major war breaking out. There hasn't been major conflict in the world. That's less than, sorry, about 8% of the history, modern history of our world has there been what we would call peace on earth. Because peace is in the midst of problems. It doesn't solve all the problems. In fact, if you didn't have any problems, you wouldn't need any peace. 
And yet God wants to give us something greater than this world as he's working, I believe, through the church to bring more of his kingdom and more of his plan to prevail in the world around us. He gives us peace. And at Christmas, we celebrate that peace can be born even in the most broken of places. Jesus says in John 16, I've told you these things so that in me you would have peace. In the world, you will have trouble. In the world, there will be war and struggle and opinions and fights and drama and and pandemics. In the world, there's going to be problems. But in me, you have peace. So take heart. Don't get so worried about what's going on in the world. Let me work on what's going on in the inside of you. Why? Because I've overcome this world. I'm greater than this world. What I'm going to establish is going to live on well after this world is gone as we know it. There will be peace on earth when I come back to earth. But in the meantime, there'll be problems on the earth and I'll be there with you. I'll be there for you. I'll I'll walk you through the problems with my overcoming power and my grace. I'm going to save you from some problems and I'm going to steadfast and strengthen you through some problems. Because in this world, you're going to have problems. But in me, you're going to have peace. There's going to be some more 2020s in the timeline of human history. There's going to be some more situations and circumstances outside of your control, even in 2021, unseen circumstances. None of us saw this coming. Unavoidable pain by other people's decisions or just problems in the world. Plenty of reasons to worry in the future. And I've seen a world crippled with worry and fear. You're going to have people problems in your future. It says in Psalms 109 verse 3, with words of hatred, they surround me. They attack me without cause. The psalmist there was just talking about Facebook. Like, (laughs) how many know, like, if you're on one side, you're against everyone else. It is a divided world, but in the midst of a world filled with such division, there's a promise of peace. And we've all faced these unseen circumstances, unavoidable pain, reasons to worry, and people problems. We've all felt the anger, animosity, and brokenness of this world. And yet in the midst of all that, there is a king from heaven coming to heal, coming to restore, coming to secure. And he's got something so good in store for you, even in a world that's gone wrong. And that's the gift of Christmas. It is reconciliation with God. Man, we are in not just a relationship. We're in the family of God. He's calls us sons and daughters. And yet there'll still be struggles for us, even as God's kids on this world. And yet we can have peace in the midst of the problems. Because peace is not the absence of problems. It's the presence of Jesus. And you might be filled, your life might be filled with problems. You barely made it to church today. The problems were so heavy. And I want to tell you, I don't know your situation. I know your Savior. He's here right now. He wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you. I don't believe he's going to solve every problem around you. By the grace of God, miraculously, sometimes God does. And we love those moments and we celebrate those mountaintop experiences. But he's also the God that walks with us through the valley of shadow of death. And you might be feeling like you're barely hanging on. You came to the right place because I'm not promising you that Jesus will solve your problems. I'm promising you he'll give you peace in the midst of your problems. This is the promise we have in Christmas. And the angels declared in Luke chapter 2 verse 10, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. Right there you have a promise that Jesus is good news. 
and a world gone bad, there's something greater. There's good news. There's gospel. We're right with God. Hey, don't be afraid. That's the decision you have to make. And we make that decision based on focusing on the good news, not all that's going on around us. And this is for all people, not just people that grew up in church and not just people that have been acting right and doing right. No, this is for every single one of us. We all need the grace of God. And by just being a person, you're a person that God loves and you're a perfect candidate for his peace. If you hold on to that good news, the angels go on to say today in the town of David in Bethlehem, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. In other words, you're going to have to go find it. I know by the grace of God, he tracks us down. He's such a good God. He finds us right where we're at. But there's some, if you want to find peace, you got to find the pathway to peace. As the angels declare to the shepherds, I'm declaring to you, you got to rightly align your steps to walk in this peace. It's a pathway of peace, even in the midst of problems. This will be a sign to you. I'm going to, I'm going to lead you there. You'll find a babe a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts. Angels showed up all over the place, appeared with that one angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth. What peace, not for all men, not peace. I don't know, peace to men or women to whom his favor rests. See the difference there? It's not that I'm settled to everything. I'm not kicking the Romans out and establishing Israel again. No, no, no. I'm showing up in the oppression and the problems and the pain with my favor. Great news for you and me. You are a person to whom his favor rests. By the grace of God, because of the cross of Christ, you are a perfect candidate for the favor of God. So you can have peace on earth, even if there isn't peace on the earth. There's peace for you. His favor rests on you. I'm going to give you four ways to align yourself, to experience peace. Because peace, peace has a pathway. You got to make some decisions. Just like he said to the shepherds, hey, go find this sign. I'm going to give you a sign of how to get to the Prince of Peace. In the same way, we've got to make some decisions to find this pathway to peace for ourselves. Jesus says in John 14, I'm leaving you with a gift. How many love gifts at Christmas? Come on, you guys don't. Okay, you can just send them over to me. Just include that receipt because I will return that because all the good sales happen after Christmas and you can take one shirt and a receipt and turn it magically into two shirts. I'm giving you, I'm leaving you with the gift. I'm leaving you with the gift. I'm not leaving you. I'm going to leave you with a gift. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you peace even in the midst of world's in the world's problems. What's his gift? Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't, I love this from the Living Bible, it isn't fragile. It isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. The world thinks peace is absence of problems. Therefore, they're never really going to have a lasting peace because there'll always be another problem. But the peace I give you isn't fragile. It's strong. It's secure. Uh, the peace I give you is lasting. So don't be troubled or afraid. Just some simple thoughts on this pathway of peace in the midst of problems. You got to receive this gift of grace for yourself. So many people, especially I speak to people in the heartland in the Midwest, grew up around church, grew up going to church, going to church at Christmas time. And they think that they're good because they know the story. But if you've not added yourself to the person who needs a savior and said, God, I need your grace, you're missing access granted to the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. 
In other words, it's a personal decision to receive this relationship. And when you're in the relationship, then you can receive the peace. Romans 5 says it this way. Therefore, since we have been justified, justified through faith. That's grace. In other words, I'm right with God because I believe he saved me. I'm, I'm a candidate for his grace. And if, I, if I'm right with God because I've received that gift of salvation by my own decision to put my faith in him, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the beauty, beautiful things, silver lining, if you will, of 2020, it's just been a reordering of priority relationships. I don't know about you, but like it's been a reordering, obviously. And I'm not just saying this, I'm a pastor, I'm a believer too, like God first, right? We all would say that that's got to be priority one. And if God's first, then I'm good. But then I also prioritize my other relationship. I, I got Liz as my wife and, and, and teammate in life and ministry. And if we're good and I'm good here, I'm good. And then we got our kids that we're called to raise and to train up and to everything God's called to be. And if I'm good with them, th- then I'm winning. Now, I'm not going to be good with everybody. I'm not going to have everything sorted out. But if I can get the right priority relationships, I can have peace where it matters the most. And some of you are trying to please all the wrong people instead of just living at peace with God and the few priority relationships that matter the most. And I'm not talking about being an agent of grace for the world around you. We got to love our neighbors and love people that even despitefully use us and hurt us and wound us. We got to still love. We still got to forgive, but just get back in right priority. Let this be an opportunity at the end of the year, a year of all years, just to hit the reset button on relationship priority. That if I'm right with God, I'm all right. And I'm from right with the right people. I'm, I'm doing good. And I'm not living to being peace on earth. I'm living with peace on the earth. I think another way to just get yourself in that pathway of peace is just to remind yourself of what he has done for you. Guess what? We're still here through all the difficulties and pain and struggle. You're still in God's house. You're still tuning in. You're still asking for more of him. You're still seeking after him. Guess what? You will not be disappointed. But every once in a while, I just got to remind ourselves, he's already been so good to me. I might not like the grind I'm in, but God's already been so good to me. So why should I quit leaning in, knowing that he's been leading me all along? Even if I had to go through some problems, I'm still here and God's still present. Isaiah 26, the prophet says, you, you, God, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he or she is what trusting in the Lord, trust in you. There is a constant barrage of problems in this pandemic, but you can keep your mind focused on the promises of God and how faithful he has been. And that brings you peace. How do we do that? We do that because we got to renew our minds. You got to renew your mind with his word. Listen, next weekend, as we're, we're have a stay at home Sunday celebration, a Sabbath Sunday, whatever you want to call it. We're going to enjoy the moment with family and I'm going to bring a message and we're closing the books on 2020 and we're opening up a new opportunity because the truth is we're still in this season. God doesn't think in calendars. He thinks in seasons, but guess what? The same God that saw you through to this point in the season, is going to lead you into the next season. And one of the things we're going to do in 2021 as a church is that we're all going to read the Bible cover to cover. 
This is your year of Bible. It, it's been a personal discipline. Uh, and I'll be honest, I haven't always finished the whole Bible, uh, but most years I have. And every year that I made it a, a discipline in my life, it's always directed my steps. I've seen new things. God's revealed new things to me. And for some of you, the only Bible you get is Sunday morning with my six or seven verses, and you need to make it your daily bread. But you don't just need to read it. You need to let it read you. And as we're going to let it read us and illuminate our lives and God's kingdom as a priority, we're going to experience his peace. We're going to find new promises in his word for our daily lives. And we're not just going to know more about the Bible. We're going to live out more of the Bible. We're going to experience the best of God, even in the midst of the problems in this world. Psalms 119 says, great peace have they. This is us. In 2021, this is going to be us. They who love your law, you can put in your ways, you can put in your word right there instead of law. And nothing can make them stumble. doesn't matter the problems that come my way in this next season or this next calendar year. Uh, I'm going to have peace because I'm going to love God's word. Fourth, you got to re-engage him as your source. I don't know how successful you've been this year or in your life, but you are not the source of your own strength or your own life. And the sooner you realize that, I think the more you set yourself up for more of God's version of success in your life and in your world. Yesterday, we were driving back from Oklahoma. We were visiting family to be the Christmas celebration with Liz's family this last two days. And uh, we were at my brother-in-law's and my sister-in-law's farm. And they got four wheelers and and like, you know, go-karts and all that stuff because there's a lot of land in Oklahoma that nobody wants. And, <laughs> and we were, the kids were loving it. We were having a great time and they've got like a hundred dogs and there's awesome farm. It's really fun for the family. And uh, I was taking my son Graham on, on the go-kart, you know, side by side. And he was sitting on my lap. I was letting him drive. And I was kind of steering it. And every once in a while, you know, six years old, he's like knocking my hands off. He's like, dad, I got it. Dad, I got it. As he was veering right for a tree, he lifts up his hands and says, Dad, you got it. <laughs> and I love that. I feel like many of us, the tree, if you will, it's 2020. The tree was a pandemic. The tree was a pause on your business ventures. The tree was a, the obstacle in the way was you thought you were going to this school to educate and then to move there and so this relationship and everything got put out of order but you can reorder everything in a moment by lifting your hands and saying, hey, Heavenly Father, I don't got it. I don't, and if I had it in my own ability, I don't want it. I want what you have for me. Dad, you get it. We know we do that through relationship, through communication, and through praise. Well-known verse, and you might be able to quote it, but do you live it? Philippians 4, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. It would not be in the word if it wasn't an opportunity or a reality for you to hold in your heart. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God, you got it. I need you. Tell God your needs. And don't forget to thank him for his answers. If you do this, this is the pathway to peace. You will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than a human mind can understand. Jesus says, I've not come to give the whole world peace right now. I'm coming back 
to put everything in disorder and everything in disunity and everything in brokenness into restoration, into redemption, into renewal. But in the meantime, I am with you in the midst of problems and you can have peace. Jesus says, I didn't come. You think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I, I came to bring a dividing moment, a dividing line. That if you're with me, you're not in that. And we're not, what's it saying? What's he saying is like, hey, you're, you're in this world. You're not of this world. You're holding on to something greater. And this world, this broken world around us needs us more than ever. What a humble opportunity. I don't say that in pride. They need us. No, they need Christ in us. It's the hope of glory. They need a church fully engaged in loving and serving and encouraging and forgiving and giving and every opportunity that we have to bring. Because Jesus says, I'm not coming to bring peace on earth. I've come to change the whole thing. Jesus is a, a disruptor. He disrupts the norm, disrupts the system of this world. I don't think to tear us apart, but to bring us together about the things that matter the most. That we get united, not for our own plans or even our own nation, but united around this kingdom. Not to be at odds with each other, but no, to, to get out of the reliance of this world's way because it will always be filled with worry and pride and pain. But to follow this kingdom way is a greater way. Jesus was born on the earth, not to save Israel or even the shepherds or the wise men. No, he came to save everybody and establish a kingdom that will last more than any other nation, any other rule or reign. The kingdom of God is the rule and reign of Jesus. The Magi, they, they were following the star. And we don't know the full story, but we know that at one moment they maybe didn't see the star anymore. They lost sight of divine guidance. And they went to the palace, Herod's palace, because they assumed this is where the new king would be. And they went looking for the right thing, but they went looking in the wrong place. Some of you have been looking for God answers, but you've been looking in the world's ways. And yet when they got out of that situation, the star shines again. The pathway to peace, to their destiny, was rightly aligned above them says that there's a gift of peace that we can receive. The prophecy from Isaiah chapter 9, you know well, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son. This is a gift he's been given to us. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. In other words, if you're handling all the weight of your own word or worry, you're doing something that doesn't belong to you. As the one that belongs to the king of this kingdom, you can put the weight of your world on his well-capable shoulders. And his name shall be called. In other words, this is who he is. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting father. He's a prince of peace. I want to encourage you today in the midst of every problem you faced in 2020 and every problem you will face in your future until you meet Jesus or his return to put the prince in his right place. He is the king above everything, over every bit of chaos, over every bit of crisis, over every bit of situation or struggle that you could ever walk through. There is one that you can put on the throne. And it is not an earthly throne. It is the throne of your praise. It's the throne of your mind. It's the throne of your heart. It's the throne of your life. And when he's on the throne, he's the prince of peace. He rules over peace. He puts peace in places that you would never have thought you could experience. A peace that far surpasses our mental capability. In other words, it makes no sense, but I still got peace. It says in Hebrews 12, all of creation will be shaken. 
How about, how many know this has been a year where things got shaken up? Things got misaligned and put out of place. And it says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That which cannot be shaken will remain. It says we are receiving. You have a kingdom that is unshakable. You've been given a gift of, of a way to do life in the kingdom that is unshakable by this world's ways. Let us be thankful then and please God by worshiping Him with holy fear and awe. In other words, God, who are we that you're mindful of us? You're so amazing. Thank you for bringing me into your family. And in doing this, look, we learn to trade the chaos of this world for the calling and the comfort of the kingdom of God. If you want peace, you've got to put Him on the throne. The King of Heaven left the glory, the most glorious place in all of the galaxy down to the most broken of places of humanity and we have the opportunity every single day as we end this year as we step into Christmas as we go on to 2021 to put him the Prince of Peace in his place where he's the authority in our life and if we'll put him in his place on the throne then we will walk in this peace that surpasses all understanding you're gonna have problems in your future Jesus said so but he said you can take heart he's already overcome everything you will face and this is what we celebrate this christmas god came to us god is still with us god is still for us and god is still leading us by his peace into his plan and the plans i have for you says the lord are pleasing they are good of a good report of a good in destination i will not leave you in the midst of your wandering i will walk with you into your divine destiny. Do you believe that? Why don't you stand your feet? I want to pray for you today. And then we're going to worship. If you ever want to put God in his place, it's worship as we exalt him for how good he is and how good he has been and how good he will be. The problems of this world begin to dissipate and go away as you put a priority on your praise. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone watching at home, everyone watching online, everyone in the room. They are not here or tuning in by accident, but we're hearing from you. Lord, in a world that's gone so wrong, we know that we're right with you. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We thank you. You give us grace and a greater peace. No matter what we're facing, people problems, unexpected situations, none of it is a surprise to you. And so we ask you to correct us, to direct us, and to comfort us. Prince of Peace, you're on the throne of our lives from this moment on. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's worship together.